I don't spend nearly as much time in the car driving around the children as Virginia does. She does most, well, almost all of the driving. But I was driving one of my children the other day and there was a traffic jam. Everyone was avoiding a cherry picker that was busy putting up Christmas lights around one of our palm trees. And with that, a child's deep sigh and words of frustration. It's not even Thanksgiving yet. Shared with this child that I would be preaching about that one sentence. That was yesterday afternoon. And she said, and dad, there's also a Christmas market at church. True. But all of these decorations and our Christmas market yesterday and today, they are signs, signs that Christmas is coming, that we and many in the world will celebrate Jesus coming into the world, and I truly cannot wait. For us here in church, these next Sundays prepare us for that coming with some big ideas. Next week is Christ the King Sunday, and then Advent begins. For today, we have these deep readings from the letter to the Hebrews, from Daniel and Mark, about the end of the world, the apocalypse, judgment day. The signs of the last day, well, they aren't much like Christmas at all, unless you count Black Friday. In our reading from Mark, the disciples ask, when will the end of time come and what will be the signs? Jesus answers that there will be wars and rumors of wars, that nations will fight nations and earthquakes and famines, birth pangs, as our world is recreated. I think that the end of days, that judgment day, it's hard to come to grips with. It leaves me wondering what can we do in our time, in the meantime. Let's begin by working with that word, apocalypse. It refers to the final revealing, the final revealing of divine mysteries. As Christians, we believe that Jesus has come into the world, that he died and rose again. We also believe that he will come in glory to judge the living and the dead, and that his kingdom will have no end, that his will will be done on earth as in heaven. Part of being a Christian is reflecting on what will happen at the end of time and what we should do in the meantime. And part of that answer is found in the reading to the letter to the Hebrews. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for God is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some but encouraging, but encouraging one another. I think it's here too when we live into Jesus' warnings. Beware no one leads you astray. Christmas decorations and carols, they're often used by the secular world to encourage us, encouraging us to spend money, to lavish gifts, and don't worry about debt, just spend for Christians, the same decorations and the same carols, they open our hearts and minds to the wonder of Jesus and how we'll meet together on Christmas Eve. 
And it's with those open hearts and minds that help us actually reflect on Judgment Day. We know that Jesus came into the world to save it. And yes, Jesus says there will be signs of the last day, but there are also signs that God has already done his will in the life and ministry in the death, resurrection, and ascension of our Savior and the sending of the Holy Spirit. What are those signs? Well, yesterday and Friday, last Sunday, and the big fall church mouse sale, so many of you were here. As I've shared conversations with each of you, I hear again and again how meaningful your time in church these past weeks has been. That's the truth we see right here in Scripture. We as a parish family provoked one another to love and to good deeds, meeting together, encouraging one another. Over and against all of the signs in the world, COVID, inflation, supply chain, wars, and rumors of wars, Susie Lee and Nick Stano, Lydia Kerr, they led us in gathering to self-thrift and enjoy one another's company, all for the good that grants do in our community. 65 parishioners pitching in. One of the Thursday even songs in a uniquely Episcopalian service, 55 of you came to pray and enjoy the beauty of worship. Tom Watts, Phyllis, and Mike George, they all helped make the first concert of our season a welcoming and meaningful time as Tripp shared his talent on the organ. Gene Fight and Helene McGill led us into the first Christmas market after COVID and in our new parish hall. The preview party was fully subscribed. Cindy Dragon and the gourmet cookers had me in a sequined Christmas jacket. Marilyn Taberski leading the Golden Mouse. Throngs and throngs of people came to shop with a portion of the proceeds going into the Women of Trinity's coffers for grants, love and help poured out into the world. Of course, I know I mention names and that's always dangerous in a sermon because so many of you all were there leading, gathering together and encouraging one another. And I've been watching the mail as you're giving estimates for the 2022 annual fund have been coming in. I know you're all praying and going to give your best gift. So many signs in the world, signs that Christmas is coming, signs reflecting Jesus' words about the last days, signs of Christ's love in this world. Behind each one, we see people. Yes, some people struggling with sin and the pains of war, but also people, you, provoking one another to love and good deeds, meeting together, encouraging one another. You truly are wonderful, so keep up the good work. <laughs>